Hi, everybody, and welcome to a episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Uh, I'm giving you an intro before an intro because this is really important. I need you to know today, I need you to go to one of the links, the link that says meetup in the show notes, because right now our meetups are open, meaning we want you to find live community for a three-hour wellness workshop event time to come together. Really, it's just a healthy community of people who are loving God, getting healthy, being whole, and loving others. We know it's the getting healthy and being whole that we want to do with you. And you guys, as much as I love these headphones and we can come here and do this and you can kind of, you know, be anonymous out there, we want to know you. We want to know you. And there are instructors positioned, poised, and ready to invite you to come and work on this thing called identity. Heir to the Crown is a season we're in right now with whether you're in the challenge or even if you're not in the challenge. If you are a woman, age 12 and higher, come for this three-hour workshop. You'll move your body a bit. You're going to have a little something to enjoy, refresh yourself with nourishment for your body, and then just live community. You guys, I know it'll feel a little uncomfortable, but listen, you're you're looking for this. You're, You're ready for this. You got to press in and do the eye to eye, face to face, flesh and blood thing that happens in live community. So, this is why we host these meetups three, four times a week. A week? No, three, four times a year. And it's time for this meetup. This is all about relationship restoration as the daughter of God to the daughters of God. It's going to be pivotal and it's going to be different. And that's good. Listen, you don't, don't figure out what to expect. Just come, okay? Click the link, and I hope to see you and hear about how great a meetup was for you and your family and freedom. Peace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and well, we're going to go there today. Are you ready? It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right now, we are in the middle well, not the middle, kind of the beginning of our 30-day Heir to the Crown uh, challenge for the Daughters of God. Again, if you missed the challenge, you know, it's an open and closed time that we do it. It's closed right now, but you can still be a part of this time together. This is a mind-body season challenge, 30 days for the Daughters of God. And I do use the word challenge. Hey, turns out the gospel, simple, not easy, right? So we're going to challenge ourselves. We're going to press into it this place of identity in a big part of the heir to the crown book which again you can get now on amazon and the devotionals and the journaling has everything to do with stemming uh planting ourselves in beginning our day or even if it's ending our day in the practice of quiet silence and solitude makes us uncomfortable doesn't it okay it just does. And you might say you're someone who's who's like, oh, I'm no, I'm good. I don't get uncomfortable with that. Or even the people that tend to like, um, you crave more quiet. That's awesome. Maybe you've just been more of a contemplative person your whole life, and that is great. But a large majority of people, especially now in the very media-driven, tech-savvy world we have, we are on overstimulation. And so silence and solitude can create in us an very anxious heart. (laughs) What are we afraid of in there? And I'm going to look at scripture today to show how, what a blessing, what, how God looks at the barren places in our life, the places where we go, there's really nothing here, or I would rather 
not. You guys, big healing will happen today. Big motivation to have expectancy that God is calling us into the uncomfortable place so that we would be blessed, so that abundance, fruitfulness can flow from out of our hearts. So press in, let them have your heart. Thank you guys leaving a review. Thank you so much for doing that. Every time you do it, you literally become the hands and feet of the gospel using this kind of gospel as the tool to spread it all around the world. So thank you. I am reading reviews and looking forward to sharing some with you soon and maybe getting yourself a little Love Greater Than Fear package sent to you in the mail because I love giving away free stuff. All right, stay connect with us, when connected with us on over on Instagram at Revelation Wellness, Facebook, Revelation Wellness, and as well as you can hang out with me on Instagram at Alisa Keaton. And I'd love to hear your response to some of these podcasts. I, I love it. You can come to my, my page and on Instagram and tell me about songs you find, DM me. I mean, I want, this is a two-way relationship. I feel like I know you behind this microphone. So I love it when you guys stop by and say hi. I truly do. Love, love people. Love God, love people. Can't love people unless you love God though, right? It's an overflow. You guys are an overflow for me. So thanks so much. All right. I pray this blesses you and that you share it and that you reteach it and you teach yourself over and over again. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. This whole concept of putting your crowns on your head, you guys, um, it was Casey Schuler, who you guys will meet. She actually said to me, Elisa, I had this vision when we were talking in the weeks prior. By the way, she's the reason that this came to happen. She helped make this book be tangible. So give her a big shout out. Um, and she's just fantastic. And all the artistry you're going to see her doing. Um, she said, I had this vision of this, like, this uh, checkerboard. And she said, and you know, when you play checkers, the whole point is you got to get your checker to the other side. And what happens when you get to the opponent's side, to the side that was trying to take you out? What happens when you get to the side that wanted you gone? What happens? You get kinged, right? You get kinged. They put another um, whatever circular thing on top, and now you have the two-stack checker. And I remember playing as a kid, and I loved it. Because what does it mean once you're kinged? you're free to go. You can go left, you can go right, you can go backwards, you can move any way you want. You now have a different perspective on this side because you crossed through the opponent's territory, kinged, and now you're free. This is what the Lord wants to do. This is the unseen work of freedom inside of you. Your body might not look any different. Now, I'm not saying don't try something different. I definitely am saying, please try some new different snack ideas and foods that we've sent you. Move your body. Try something different. Step into unknown. Sitting and breathing for three to five minutes. For most of you, I've told you, good job. Well done. Day done. You did it. And even if you're like, I don't get it. Nothing's happened. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. We must establish kingdom practices and rituals. You guys, kingdom practices and rituals. The world is constantly giving us a world practice and a world ritual, which is internet, Google, Facebook, um, Netflix, Amazon. There's all these rituals that we do every day in this world. And not to say they're bad, but they cannot be the point. There are kingdom principles and rituals that we need to start establishing, such as this breathing, this slowing down, modulating, thinking about what we're thinking about, thinking about what am I looking at, thinking about what am I listening to, what am I agreeing with. 
We must establish kingdom principles and practices and rituals. So with that, I say, what did Jesus do? We know that according to Mark one thirty-five, and I'll always say, um, remember those bracelets? What, what would Jesus do? WWJD. I remember seeing them before I was even a Christian. I remember this guy at the gym wearing one. I asked him, what does that mean? He said, well, it means what would Jesus do? And I'm like, oh, he's a Jesus freak. Okay, see you later. Um, <laughs> that was what I did then. But I lately the Lord's been showing me that bracelet again. What would Jesus do? But I was saying to somewhere in a teaching, kind that makes me feel like He's not here. Like I've got to go. Well, what would Jesus do? Now let me try and figure out that puzzle. Um, I don't like that. I don't. It feels like why don't I just ask Him, Jesus? What do you want to do? <laughs> what does Jesus want to do? That's the better one. Is W D D J W two D. What does Jesus want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do right now? He often will say to me, let's just take a minute to chill out because the world's not offering me that minute. Let's just go ahead and cry. What do you say, Elisa? Let's cry. It's, let's cry because the world will say, don't do that. You angry, Elisa? Let's be upset. Be upset with me, Elisa. Let's do that here. What do you want to do right now? Well, what's really going on, Elisa? Like We, we find out what does he want to do right now? In Mark 1.35, it says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he, being Jesus, departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. This kingdom practice and kingdom rituals. I bet most of you, WDJ, W2D, yes. I know, it's a little long, but you get it. What does Jesus want to do? What do you want to do? He's very much ready to do something. And for Jesus, what did he do? He went out into a quiet place, a desolate place, a kingdom practice. Um, I've, I've challenged all of you that I know most of you have a quiet time that you do potentially, and some of you don't. So let's be okay with that. Let's not shame people because they haven't read their Bible or they haven't been journaling and all that stuff. Listen to my podcast on journaling forever. It took me forever to become a journaler, but I could hear, I actually saw a vision. The Lord kept showing me that Daniel, when the, the writing is on the wall, I would just start to see a hand moving with a pen. Cause I used to type like all my notes and the Lord was like, I need you to grab a pen. And I used to not like it. I used to kind of fight against it. Now you guys, it saves my life again. Another one. That's what I did today with the, with the heir to the crown. Now a day does not feel normal to me unless a pen is in my hand first thing in the morning after I've had some water, sit down, breathe, then a pen goes in my hand and I just start writing. And, and my flesh goes, this is a waste of time because you could be writing an Instagram post or you could be writing a Bible study on your computer, but I know that I know it's because that I'm sitting with a pen and writing and just letting things pour out of me that are just between me and God studying, but not studying just to have knowledge. I'm studying to get into his heart, to go deeper into his heart that I would know him, not know of him. I want to know him and that he would, that I would know that he knows me. That's why we asked you the question today. What does Jesus see when he, when does God looks at you? What does he see? And what do you see when you look at God? Is it that into me you see that intimacy, that place there as we, we cultivate it, that changes everything it changes us then the word has a place to stick in us it becomes living epistles now i'm not saying don't study the word i am but jesus rebuked the religious people for diligently studying instead of coming to him let's just come to him 
You know, there are people around the world who don't have Bibles, but they have met Jesus and they are passionately in love with Jesus and they hear from him and all it's just crazy because the word of God is good, but it's not the thing to worship. It's not, there's no like, like, yes, it's good. We are grateful for it. But I've said it a million times. We have so much of it now that it's what Dallas Willard would call when the um, unfamiliar becomes familiar. It's like, yeah, it's just that again. So we got to go. We got to go as this Western blessed society to go. We have resources to help the world. Let me get rich in myself so that I have something to give. Jesus would find that wealth in the desolate place, in the quiet place. The word desolate means an uncultivated region fit for pasture. Think about that. An uncultivated region fit for pasture. So the Lord's saying, you know that whole wilderness thing, that whole desert thing, you know that place in your heart that you go, I don't like to go there. I don't like to think about what these people said to me in school or, hey, daughters, our young daughters who are here, you know, the pain of what someone's saying or the teasing, whatever we kind of, our bodies are just meant to just shut it down. Let's, it's kind of the grace of God, but as mothers, teachers, we can teach them to go, let's go ahead and be sad together. Let's feel this. I heard someone said last night that they did day one last night with their daughter and it opened up a two hour conversation of how her daughter is like afraid, not feel heard, like all this stuff that was in her. And the mom said, I had to just sit and listen to her. Selah. <laughs> I just had to sit and listen to her. You, I'm just as guilty as when I hear sad things or bad things, I want to fix it for my daughter. Well, you know, you could do this and have you tried this? And then instead of going, man, I know. And just, and being sad with her and like feeling it because nothing gets changed if it's not felt. Nothing gets changed if it's not observed. And so we bury it, bury it, bury it. Instead of going, that desolate thing, that wilderness thing, actually the, the Lord goes, that's fit for something. That's fit for read. That's like pasture right there. That we can make wealth happen there. That's how the kingdom works on the earth. That's why we have to go ahead and be, be, be able to take the seen or the herd and take it into the unseen place. Because God sees something fit for pasture, fit for prosperity, fit for life. It's the way he puts the enemy to open shame. Right now, anything the enemy tries to do to destroy us, it's already fit pasture. <laughs> anything. Is that brilliant? It's brilliant. There's nothing. We're never in the lurch. We're never like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? No, never. Whenever bad news comes, there's actually fit pasture. An uncultivated region fit for pasture. That's the desolate place. The place we go, no, let's forget about it. Let's not talk about it. There's nothing there. Hmm. The second thing, it's um, the desolate place is deserted by others deserted by others come on that's like the very thing we fear in this world right now it's like the very thing we fear and jesus goes no that's actually a treasure <laughs> you've been rejected by others okay i'm telling you this is that thing that can happen in silence we're aware of being alone of feeling alone and we can go there it is god and we're no what we're not it also means deprived of aid and protection of others friends, acquaintances, family. Come on now. Who am I talking to here? 
This is the truth of why you're here an heir to the crown. Why you question your identity in any way. Why we don't know that we wear this crown. Why we don't know that we stand on abundance is because somebody rejected us. Somebody didn't do it. A friend, an acquaintance, a family. I love the hearts. It just, it came and it tried to steal the thing in us. And the Lord says, I'm going to have you actually hold that. And I'm going to make that fit for pasture. That desolate place. And it's also of a woman neglected by her husband from whom the husband withholds himself. In your three to five minutes, now, and I know, I have a feeling, some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, I need more time. I need more time. I'm like, three to five minutes isn't enough. I guarantee you that's going to happen. It happens to me all the time. Um, as three to five minutes start to expand, it's because he's getting more of your heart space, more of your peace. Your brain is changing more. And we're getting after these places that feel scary. The place of FOMO, the place of rejection, the place that we hit. That's why people run chronically doing the next thing. Because if they had to sit with themselves, it's not enough. And what I'm asking you guys to do is sit with yourself, breathe. The crown comes on the head. The head lifts up. Shoulders drop back. The heart opens. And God says, I got this. This is fit for goodness here. They're fertile ground. They totally are. You guys, I spent so much of my time. One of my greatest fear was being alone. And it's one of the greatest lies the enemy told me at a very young age. At a very young age, even in my own home, I felt alone. And it wasn't that it meant it was true. It's just the lie. It was just the one that came for me. So I would spend so much time in my young adulthood to early middle age to like friendships or whatever, like needing that. And it wasn't until the Lord took it all away from me, all like, like in a sense of nothing would satisfy but him alone. Now I have found the greatest treasure ever. So my friendships become a get to, they become an extension an overflow. I don't need you to like it. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need that. I'm with the Lord in it. And I'm a really available friend, mother, wife, because of the sufficiency of being alone in the desolate place with God. So you're going to have to feel it in your three to five minutes. You're going to have to feel sad. You're going to have to feel mad. You're going to have to feel all those things that if the prayer, the breathing prayer just brings that up, let it come up. Don't try to direct it. Just let it come up. Let the, So today when we did, let me, let me, let me get it so I can quote it exactly. How are you guys doing? I love that Carrie took myself on a date. Here's my crazy work today on this. Um, it was the inhale, I am my father's daughter, and the exhale, I please my father's heart. Whew, man. Now, again, I had all this fear already running around in me because I had seen the email and I was panicking. And so first thing, it just was brake pedal, sympathetic nervous system, which accesses my prefrontal medial cortex where all the word is stored up in here, the high tower. So I could get up there and then immediately it was just the vision of God's robe and arms open wide and he just came and hugged me and covered me in the robe and like, I got this. I started crying like, you do have this. You're responsible for this. I just did what you said. And he's like, I got it. I got it. So of course the exposing place, the desolate place, the place where you feel someone could reject you, that's fertile ground. It's fertile ground. Yeah, total Mia. Okay, okay, so hoping that kind of gives you, we talked about expectations, the desolate place. 
<laughs> expectations in the unseen place because that's where the desolate place is that's where God wants to go to with you the silence the solitude and that this becomes a practice for you then the word has fertile ground to land in okay um, a couple more things before I let you go expectation what are you looking for don't make it a scene thing don't do it that'll come that will come, but you'll be so busy enjoying God. You'll be so busy with enjoyment of your life. You'll be so busy being a free woman. You'll be like, wow, look, that just showed up. <laughs> Wasn't even looking for that. Come on, right? The rest of the world goes, no, look here, look here, look here, buy this, do this. Mm, nope, I'm just going to be expectant that God wants to meet with me every day as a daughter, not an orphan, as a daughter, one that he has always covered the one that he's using that very painful thing to be a launching pad for a ministry, a message, and healing for the world. All right. Um, practical. Now I'm going to move into some practical things for you. Uh, brain food. Okay. So what I, we're talking about the brain food. We got we gave you guys stuff for food, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I first want to talk about brain food. So your brain food for this challenge really is the breathing. It really is getting this thing every, all you got to do is get this in your hand or open up your email. This is kind of why I like a heart. You can still go get yourself a hard copy because it's here. It's literally on my couch every morning. Like I'm like, I'm going to open this up. Now what I tend to do, because I don't want to miss this. I want, see, this is easy for me because I've been doing it. But I realize for some of you, you don't have, you haven't made the time. Things are going to come up kids get sick, something, and you just kind of go, forget it. It's three to five minutes a day. So you have to set up some cues for yourself. So what I do every night, and then you can maybe list them out for everyone else to see. I take this with my notebook. This is my notebook right now. Because I also spend some time studying. This, this becomes kind of a little launching pad to then I can just do some other things if I have the time. If you don't, just start here. I don't want to Nobody's getting a theology degree at the end of this. Um, then my notebook. I put that on top of the book. And then this little ditty right here. This is like, um, I, I got into fountain pens a while ago. But for me, it's just my happy pen. I love this pen. And I put it out. And then you know what else is next to it? Every morning, big old thing of water. <laughs> I have water ready. And it's all just sitting on my table in my kitchen. So as I pass by... I pick it all up and come and sit down. I drink the water first because I'm thirsty. My body, I love that um, Jesus is very practical. He's not going to try and make us run a marathon or do anything hard without eating, drinking. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Okay, are you ready? Okay, let's, let's be together. So that just being laid out for me is the cue of I'm going to go do that. So I want you guys to really fight for, because I know the enemy wants you to not even spend three to five minutes. He's trying to go, and, and he wants, some of you are really afraid of doing this challenge because you're like, I've done all these other challenges and nothing happens. But here's the thing, yo, that's the reason the Lord keeps going, grace, let's go another time, let's go another time. But I would say, set up some cues, set up some cues for yourself that feel different to you, that even if you have to walk by it and see it, it's cueing you to go three to five minutes, let's do that. The other thing you can do is set some other, I call them traps, right? The enemy is setting up traps all day long for us. He's triggering things all day long. So I set up my own traps when I'm trying to do something new or different. Um, like for me, one of my new traps was, look over there, you see that calendar right there? 
right? Okay, one of my traps was like, I know that I need to write, sit down and do some writing at least 500 words a day. And so I'm like, I need to know I'm doing that. So I bought a calendar and every time I write my 500 words, ding, ding, it's actually proven that making the check mark on something releases dopamine in the brain. The brain goes, ha, huh, that was great. So there's something about some putting some guide, guardrails and routine in place when you're trying something new. I'm just asking for three to five minutes a day. That thing takes me like a half hour to 45 minutes a day, but you have to start somewhere. So set some traps around. The other thing you can do with this breathing exercise, because I do believe um, my response today in what will you do to recreate your body? Um, here, I'll tell you. What will you do this day? Um, my hope for this day, I put peace and joy and non-judgment of myself. You guys, I have some crazy meetings going on today too. Like between this, <laughs> I'm basically just... I'm putting my big girl pants on and it would be easy for me to take some personal shame or responsibility. Nope, I'm getting some grown-up feedback and so I can't take on judgment for myself. Like it's just, nope. So that's my hope for the day. Peace and joy and not judging myself. Today I will recreate my mind by breathing a lot because I know there's this is a thick day between the excitement of you guys, the other things going on, um, I will recreate my heart by uh, looking at his face often and seeing that he's pleased with me. So when I'm maybe someone saying something, I've got to see the face of God. He's pleased with me. He's pleased. He's pleased. And then um, I said, how will I recreate my body? Water <laughs> and posturing. Water and posturing. Um, for me, that means I need to drink more water. Just be aware. So keeping my water nearby. And posturing is when I'm in these really intense meetings. When I'm in something that I will keep my face soft. I will smile. I will re relax my hands. Kara Osborne taught me this. You guys, it changes everything. How I posture myself when things start to feel like I could cover or just glare, whatever. I got to tell my body what position to receive the kingdom in. That way, it's not me defending and fighting. Okay, so the other thing you can do with these breathing things, write down the breathing prayer on a, no a sticky note and put it in your car. Just put it on the car each day. This is the new sticky note. It's a great one for the kids. If you've got a, a daughter in this, put it in the car and she'll see it on the way to school. Maybe on the way to school, she'll just breathe. Inhale and exhale that prayer. You don't know. Set up some cues. Have some fun with it, okay? That's the brain food. The biggest thing for your brain is that breathing, prayer and breathing, breathing prayer. Then do the journaling. Body food, the food for your body, because I do want you to feel well. I do want you to nourish yourself well. Like I said, if you just do one without the other, you'll feel lopsided and you'll be more tempted to throw out the baby with the bathwater. So the spiritual food is coming in and now the physical food does support it. But stay away from feeling like all or nothing. If you know the Lord has been putting your hands, his hands on drink or eat less sugar, whatever it might be, ask him what that would look like for you. You notice we don't get into those specifics in this challenge. I'm not getting all tied up in food, but we are encouraging you to eat well, recreate your body. How are you going to recreate your body today? What will it look like for you? I will tell you this though, in practical terms, planning your meals matters. Having a plan for your day, having a plan for your week, meals, planning matters. If you plan it, it will happen. 
high likeliness of happening. The success rates are so high for people that are diligent and ahead of their plan. They're not chasing their meals. So trying to get ahead of it as much as you can. Plan your meals. That's why we did it all for you. You got a shopping list. Write it down and go. The other thing you can do on a practical part with the food that will help all this brain science as well um, is just, okay, now I'm going to say this and then I need, let me ask you this. Let me rephrase what I'm about to say. Um, how many of you count every calorie that you eat, um, read every label, like incessantly, you have to know it you have to log it. You have to be on top of it. If that's you and you're not free, I need you to stop it in Jesus name. We're going to have to, you're going to have to realize I got to pull back. I got to trust. I have to breathe more. I have to breathe and I can trust WDJ, WTD, what does Jesus want to do right now? What does he want me to eat? I promise you, he's waiting for the simple question so that you're not being run by rules, ledgers, and logs. Now, on the other side, there's a lot of you that just need to write down what you're eating. Not because you're going to count the calories, the macronutrients, the micronutrients, just what, what am I eating? And for everything that you write down that you will account for it just to be accountable. It's like not knowing, you got to know where your money's going. Money is a currency. Energy is a currency. I got to know where it's going. So, yeah, I know in, in food intolerance, yes, if you're, if you're in the early stages, once you're kind of in it, like I've been, I have some food intolerances, I know what not to eat. And I don't live in fear. I just don't. If somehow cheese gets in there for me, name of Jesus. Okay, Lord. Like I just refuse fear, but love and understanding and wisdom and knowledge. Yes, please. But wherever I feel afraid, like I'm going to go down, this is going to be bad. I have to notice that. And that's where a place I need to breathe. I need to surrender. I need to let go. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Yeah. They just can't control you. Like, You'll know. Listen, I'm not your Holy Spirit. You will know. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom is liberty. Freedom is right thinking, acting, be, ability to say yes with God and say no. Okay? So if you notice that you only exercise one thing, then the Lord's going to say, we're going to have to free up there. That thing is owning you. But I know there's a lot of people here that just you haven't paid attention to it. And so writing it down would be very, very helpful. For all of you who write everything down, I want you to set up some cues or something for yourself that would be a reward or something that's like not, I'm not going to be so hard on myself. I'm not going to be so concerned or fearful or worried. Be aware. Yes. Please hear me. Yes. Amen. Gretchen. Amen. 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 Okay. Okay. So by the way, if you're looking for a good food um, journal or something to kind of template what that looks like, you can, one, just use a regular journal. But if you go to our website at revelationwellness.org, freebies tab. There's a freebies tab. You can download. There's a food journal that's there. Feel free to use that. It's very simple. No counting calories. You eat something. You, you figure out how hungry were you. It's just mindfulness, practicing awareness of what you're eating and when you're eating it and what was the after effects of what you ate. Like if I eat cheese... In the, I'm going to know it. And the whole house is going to know it. My husband's going to know it. It's not pretty. <laughs> okay. All right. I know this is long. We still hanging in there. I'm almost done. So what better way to end a show than 
you hearing how it's not great when I eat foods that my body doesn't agree with. Maybe you have the same thing going on too. All right, you guys, again, always just here to serve you. I hope that you are willing to put some of this into practice without expecting perfection. Uh, the, the desolate places, they're a blessing. And I encourage you to go there. So Lord, thank you for this time. I thank you for the boldness and the courage that you tell us to be strong, be very courageous, that you have a blessing for us when you call us into anxious places. Heal us, Lord, and we will be healed. We love you and we thank you for the gift of your word that calls us higher so we can go low and serve always in always. We love you, Jesus. All this for you. Amen.